Thank you for joining us. It's another episode of Time to Wind Down. I'm your host, Jeff Hall, and let's say welcome back to a very special episode. I feel like I say that every episode, but to me, it's special, and hopefully it will be for you as well. This episode, we have an artist uh, that whose album just dropped this past Friday, the 21st. Very excited, and I got a chance to listen to it. I love it, and I think you will, too. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome MC Evol. Did I pronounce it correctly? I want to be sure. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yes. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. This is a this is a treat for sure. You know, as people, I guess for the last episode that everyone listened to, we had Cowboy Coder on, and you know, before that, we had MC Lars. We're continuing our trend of late hop rappers, and I am extremely excited about that because i love it i love listening to music in which you can learn things and i feel like you learn not only things you didn't know about but you also learn about people through listening to their music and you kind of get a sense of those people and i i kind of definitely feel that with this album before we get to the album let's get to just what got you into wanting to do this sort of music Yeah, well, uh, MC Lars is definitely the spark for this. I was a fan of his, and he was in um, Burnsville, Minnesota, which is near where I live in Minneapolis, doing a show. And um, he decided to add a songwriting workshop before the show. And I liked MC Lars, so I thought, oh, that'll be fun to go check out this songwriting workshop. Um, And I, in my past, I had always written a lot of poetry and I um, had wanted to be in a band, but I really didn't know anybody or have friends like that, or they were already in other bands. So um, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have that ability to do that. So I kind of had given up that dream. Well, I went to the songwriting workshop and um, it just occurred to me as I was going through it. And then after um, I kept writing, I kept writing songs and um, I decided, I think I need to, I think I need to be a rapper. I think I need to be a lit hop rapper. Um, and so again, I, I kept writing these songs, but about six months in, I decided, well, I, I think I need a way to make the music for these songs. They're not really songs right. about music. And I didn't, right. again, I didn't have collaborators. Mm-hmm. So uh, I decided to buy Ableton which is a software uh, music making program um, and figure, see if I can figure it out. Well, that didn't work out so well (laughs) either. (laughs) So about, about uh, four or five months of that, trying to do that on my own, I kind of said to the universe, I said, okay, I need a class. This is silly. I'm not, I'm not making any progress. And I kind of need the class to be, hopefully near my house. And it would be really great if it were on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so lo and behold, I, I do the, do the search on the Googles and there's a class at a place called slam Academy, about two and a half miles from my house. And oh, it's starting in two weeks on a Monday night. Boom. <laughs> it, the stars aligned. It was meant to be. 
It was meant to be. And I went there and I met one of the owners, James Patrick, and I told him my, my goofy story. And and I said, can you help me? Can you help me figure out how to make the music? And he said, absolutely we can. Um, And that, that was in May of 2017. Um, So after that class, it was a six month class. Um, JP asked, you know, reached out to me and said he really loved what I was doing and, and wanted to mentor me. Um, I was very early stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I worked for the last five, five years or so. And um, I actually also reached out to MC Lars uh, mm-hmm. later in 2019 um, and asked him. I was making the music. It was sounding really good. But my words and my performances were like spoken word. I, I was like right. Spoken word artists, and I didn't feel like I was quite hitting the rap zone. Yeah. So um, I reached out to him to see if he would help me learn how to to do that performance part. Um, and he was game. He he said, "Yeah, we can do that." And, and we figured something out. And um, and he's taught me so much. Uh, the Lit Hop Academy was essentially born. Uh, there you after- go. <laughs> yeah. And, awesome. Uh, he not only taught me how to rap, but he taught me so many other things and he keeps teaching me. He's yeah. Pretty, pretty great mentor. Indeed. He's good people. Do you think that that's probably how word spill probably got evolved or kind of came about was trying to learn all of that stuff and figure out how to put that into a rap, you know, taking your spoken word and moving into a rap. I think that's definitely a, a genesis of that song. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of evolving into, you know, going from more poetry and spoken word and, and that kind of a thing to something that was more musical, more rhythmic um, yeah. and, and really a, a little bit easier for people to listen to, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> To turn on the faucet, practice freestyle to open and unlock it. I like to write out all my words. Different techniques help you access the real verbs. Looking for the thou to turn on the faucet, practice freestyle to open and unlock it. Looking for the thou to turn on the faucet. My words fell out and I put them in the pocket. I've done my attempts at writing um, poetry and I, I find it my style of writing is not for that format. <laughs> and so I can't even imagine trying to go from poetry then to, you know, like spoken word. And then, I mean, it seems like it would be a natural progression, but it also seems like there's just so much involved as far as trying to hit the, trying to hit the beats and then trying to find a musical element when you're so used to just kind of, it just kind of just being your own rhythm. And then did you find while you were trying to make this switch, you had it in your head like one way, but then when you started putting music behind it, it sounded better a different way. It, it um, I think what what happened was I just tried to t- sort of smash poems and songs together, and they <clears throat> they didn't quite work. But then as I kept working with words and music, I started to figure out how to make that work together. And one of the one of the things MC Lars said to me early on that really really helped was always count the syllables, count the syllables. Um, And if you're thinking about how the syllables can then match into the music, um, then it starts to be more clear how that can be rhythmic. But it did take me a while to, and, and I still try to put you know, too many words sometimes in a line or kind of try to fit in things that maybe don't fit. Um, and that's that's what I'm really concentrating on these days. Okay. 
That's awesome. One thing that I, you know, I really enjoyed the album as a whole is great because it's very accessible. Like it's not just for adults. It's not just for a, a specific demographic. It it could be, it's literally an all age album. Like I, this is one I, the first track love exposed would be a great one for, for me to play in the car with the kids in there. Cause I've 11 oh. and eight year old. And I mean, it teaches, you know, Hey, just treat people the way essentially golden. It's basically like golden rule, I guess. Yeah. Love from above and what was the genesis just with the album in general like okay i know i have did it was it like i had this idea for an album and these this is what i want to do with it or was it like i had these tracks that i really like or these songs that i really like i want to put these on this album like what was your uh yeah, Genesis yeah, behind all that. It was a, it was a bottom-up Genesis for sure. Um, so when, uh, as part of the Lit Hop Academy, uh, I meet with MC Lars and um, I get assignments. And so I had about, uh, completed uh, nearly 100 assignments at a certain point. And I felt like I needed to step back and, and do something with some of those. Um, I put a couple of them out and released them, but they were just uh, singles. So I, I I stepped back and I listened to all these tracks and um, I, you know, I asked MC Lars, I asked James Patrick kind of, you know, if they had any favorites. Um, and then I put together the nine tracks that I felt like really, they were sketches, they were all sketches at the time. Um, but I picked the nine tracks that I felt were really the most powerful, the most um, cohesive, and the most interesting to me to work on, um, and then put them together in a group. And and they really, yeah, organically kind of created that story and through line. And, you know, a lot of it being um, just thinking about different creative things to talk about, but a lot of it also just being about my philosophy of really we need more love in the world and mm -hmm. love honestly being the answer to so much of the pain and pain and hate in the yeah. world. Um, and not necessarily just like, you know, Oh, uh, you know, love without some kind of backbone. Um, yeah. There has to be, you know, love involves, you know, being honest with people and, and telling them things they maybe don't want to hear and things like that. Right. So um, and also just kind of bringing in some silliness when talking yeah. about the serious things. Um, definitely during a lot of the time it was pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was really impacted while I was creating these sketches by George Floyd being murdered in my mm -hmm. city in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, and so just really digging deep in terms of how could music, how could my music have some sort of positive in, input into the world? Yes. That's what I felt like needed to happen right. for me. When I uh, listening to navigate reality, that's kind of kind of how I feel sometimes because I'm like I'm just <laughs> like I get all that I get all that dude I'm just trying to get through today. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. It, 
<laughs> and so I could, I, so I find that I definitely find that track very relatable to me because <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I totally get it. And it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, we are just trying to, there are just so many things going on. Pay attention to that right now. Cause I'm trying to focus on what I just have for just today. So, yeah. I, and yeah. I, I feel like that is an important message that like, Hey, there's nothing I'm like not concerned about this, but I've got this literally right now that I need to focus on. And then I could get back to that. So, yes. We only see what we want to believe. We tend to believe in when we don't see. Is it real? Does it matter? Don't ask me. I'm just trying to navigate reality. 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 So, and you were kind of, so you were talking about your singles uh, a minute ago. Yeah. And one of my favorite uh, of your singles that you did release was Making Monsters. Oh, And I yeah. don't know if it's like just a Halloween kick that I was in or what, but I really <laughs> love that. But I really like that track. I think it's, Thank I think you. it's so much, it's so much fun, you know, complete and just a great single. And it's a, uh, it's definitely one of my favorites of yours. Thank you. So, Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, I work in uh, I work in technology in my day mm-hmm. job, and so just a lot of what's going on there is really interesting. And um, so just kind of thinking about, you know, Frankenstein and some of those stories, um, and mm-hmm. and kind of crafting a narrative around that. And I was really lucky to get beefy on that track too. That was yes, amazing. that was that was awesome. <laughs> is there a track that you worked on? that you were wondering whether or not it would work or not. I've had a few of those. And then um, sometimes I'll just throw the music out um, Mm. and start over uh, with something that's different, completely different and kind of help it along. Or sometimes they'll just set it aside for a while and come back to it. Um, I think time and space or just completely switching it up are the most important, but one of the things that um, has been really helpful to me, and I think both of my mentors uh, kind of embody this notion of keep it moving, keep it moving. Um, so if something's not working, just give it up, let it go, and don't rat hole because it can take a bunch of time that mm-hmm. is necessarily, is, it can be really frustrating. So yeah. I try not to force things because then you can kind of end up just with a whole evening of unproductivity, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <And> that's so fun. <laughs> so, and, but you're right. Time and space does step in a way and then coming back to something that you can't, you can't seem to figure out. I think that happens though. We get sometimes even not, not even just on like projects that we're working on, but just in life in general, we get so focused on, on one thing that has given us problems that we don't step away from it and give it time and then come back to it later and then be like, Oh yeah, this is easy. I don't know why I was having problems with it. Attention in our brain. It's like trying to find a puzzle piece that you cannot yeah, find. Exactly. And you're like, you are, you'll go through every single piece and look at every single piece and none of it'll fit. But then you step away for like a day or for an hour or whatever, come back and it's like, what are we right in front of you? Yeah. So let's talk about Bob Barker. Okay. <laughs> uh, how did this one come about? 
this was what again one of the lit hop uh lessons that uh the assignment was to write a song about <clears throat> someone who um uh, just some other person and but also mm -hmm. to kind of make it a like song about like their greatness or their their abilities and so um, yeah, I ended up landing on Bob Barker. I kind of thought about it for a while and he was one of the people who, you know, he just was a really good guy and he, he did his job forever and he used his platform to help animals. And it's just like, you know, people like that deserve to be celebrated. Um, so I just, it was a really goofy song. I don't think it even had a chorus to start. Um, so it really, really evolved. And then it became like a really, I felt like it was really something that could be fun and, and visual. Um, and yeah. then all these stuff happened at that time because I was just racking my brain well what what would how could I do this video um and then that just occurred to me and I just kind of put it together over a week or so um and yeah really inspired by uh just a good a good human being mm -hmm. um and I had also found out he was like from the <clears throat> same state I was from and there's not necessarily a ton of people it, no <laughs> <laughs> smaller <laughs> yeah uh so when anytime i think bob barker i think staying home from school sick yeah and that's what you do that's what you do when you're homesick you you lay around till about 9 10 a.m whenever it comes on wherever you're at and then you put it on and it it's like it's like tv medicines what it is yeah. It's like literally one of those things. Like I'm surprised they don't prescribe it whenever they whenever you go to the doctor. It's like, all right, I got this prescription coming. Be sure to pick it up, but be sure you're home in time to watch Bob Barker and the price. <laughs> That's good idea. Yeah, good. Hey, uh price is right once a day for about two to three days, and then if you're not feeling better, come back. <laughs> but I mean that's true. It's I mean that and, you know, I t I've talked to others and that's kind of, I mean, it seems like it's almost like a universal thing. That's just what people do. They, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a little bit, I don't know if things change with streaming and stuff like that now. And so there's more options, but, you know, um, growing up a kid in the eighties, that's just what eighties and early nineties, you just, that's what you did. You just, cause there wasn't a whole lot of options. And right. so you put on Bob Barker and that's, you know, and. And you always knew to you always remember to spay and neuter your pets. So yes. <laughs> if he was and if he wasn't telling you, Betty White was. The song is great, but the video is also done very well too. So I definitely will definitely post that so everybody can be sure to watch it. But another one I really enjoyed was Squeak, believe it or not. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I, I thought the beat on that one was really unique. I like that one. I like that, you know, it's just kind of you know, it's about a shop car with, you know, with the squeak. And it also kind of made me think of that's kind of like me in a way. I'm a little off. I guess is a good way to put it. Like, it's not like a unique. Yeah. Nice. What were, what were your thoughts when you were coming up with that one? That one was it's a, a lightning bolt out of a, a meeting. So I joined a meeting a little bit late with some of my coworkers and, um, the first thing I heard was one of my coworkers say, I am the squeaky wheel and I get the grease. And I was like, that is a song. 
I mean, everybody, you know, it's like a common yeah. phrase. Just the way she said it and the like confidence, you know, because I think my coworker was encouraging her. Like it was, it was a situation where she needed to like communicate something. Mm-hmm. And, and she was saying, oh no, I'm good. I got this. And it was just really like this empowering version of I am the squeaky wheel. And then I kind of thought about how, you know, there's other squeaky wheels in society. Like people make fun of like Karens and that's like a negative squeaky wheel, but it is important to stand up for yourself. And it is important to, you know, say what you need when you need it and things like that. And so that notion of being a squeaky wheel can kind of have a spectrum of, of being in a way. And it's important, um, to keep that in mind, I think. So I just wanted to like bring that in and kind of bring in her, her great energy, but also kind of acknowledging that might not always be a good thing to be the squeaky wheel. Yeah. And then add, like some fun in it with the ha cha cha as it just, you yeah. know, make it really light. Fun. Yeah. With the, and is... with the squeaky wheels. We yeah. add <laughs> yes. I, I, I like that too. I was like, I was like, you know what? That's a really good touch. I like that one. I'm a fan for sure. Thank um, you. Yeah. I am the 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 I am what do you find the most rewarding out of being able to like, are there different aspects of this album that you find more rewarding than others? Or do you, or just the fact that, Hey, I finally got my album out and I'm like super excited. I think the most rewarding thing was my, my challenge to myself in patience. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a long, long time to make this, the sketches into real songs Um, and going through that process. I literally sat with my, um, with my mentor and that it's kind of been the last year with, with JP and and me Mm -hmm. taking these songs and going from what they were as sketches to making them into real songs. And that process has been so rewarding because the songs I'm making now are happening really fast and they're much more um, informed in terms of my skill set and my mm-hmm. ability to produce them myself and, um, and, and take them further. Um, so, and the other part that's really, really rewarding is um, just having my words actually like, sort of lilting on on song on music on uh, these elements of rhythm and and melody um because of where i started and how far i've come and so i think i think the process and then just my growth have been the most rewarding honestly so really personal things yeah and you can tell too just how skilled like everything just came together like a complete well going back call back like a complete puzzle i mean everything seems like it just fits perfect each track transcends in a natural flow i guess from track to track to track so that's i mean it just all comes together it's just i mean it's a great album you know it's definitely one i'm taking kids to their activities that we can have on and we can all 
listen yeah. to. And I think that is kind of hard to do anymore. Like there's so many, so True. much, it's hard to find stuff that everybody can, that everybody would want to listen to, I guess, as far as accessibility, because yeah. everyone's tastes are different or the age demographic for what the song, like basically the, what the content of the songs are and what the meanings and all that are, are, you know, are not for everybody, but this is an album I could play for everybody and everybody can enjoy. Those are the best kind, I think, because it's very accessible. Well, thank you for, I really appreciate that. This was a great conversation. Tell everybody where they can find, where they can find you on, on the interwebs and where they can find this amazing album. Yeah. I, my website is mcevolnation.com. Uh, and everything is there. And the MC Evil um, music is on all of the services. So any services that you use, you can find it. Um, and then I am at Evil Jennifer on Twitter. I also have an MC Evil account, but I'm just going to use the at Evil Jennifer account. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm on YouTube also. But everything is on my website and all the links are there. So that's probably the best place to start. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. This was such a joy and such a great time. Thank you. I hope you, you had a good time too. Yeah. Yeah, I and, had a great time. Good. Uh, everyone, please check out MC Evol's album, Lit Hop Lessons, on all the streaming platforms. Or if you're like me, you know, just just buy it on Apple, you know, on iTunes or wherever. Check it out. It is uh, a great album for the whole family to listen to. So listen to the car and rock out or wrap out, whichever. And uh, thank you for taking time with us to wind up. Born in South Dakota, nearly 100 years ago. 35 year show host of the Price is Right game show. Royalty going all night. Animal rights champ ending every show. Spay and neuter message for population control. Important, the next host kept it going. The show and signpost. Come on down to Bob